you cannot endeavor to follow Christ and not have change come to your life. Yeah. If you, there is not change happening in your life, then you better go back and start <laughs> looking in the book, or you need to go back to the man and say, look, you know, I don't know where I've missed it, sir, but I need to come back to you because I know that there's things in me as a prison has got to change. You know, when, I, when I tell you the story about it, it said the voice spoke to me and said, you, you be holy as I am holy. And I said, I'm sorry, sir, but you got the wrong guy. I said, because I don't even know what that means. And as I walked out to my shop, then I heard the voice say to me, even though you don't understand it, declare it to be so because I am. And if you will declare it to be so, I will change the land around you. I'll change the atmosphere around you. And I'll change the man on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I still, that for me, of the, yes, he said those other two to me. And, and I'm happy for when the land gets changed and the atmosphere gets changed around me. I don't understand how that part works. But I know this, when the man on the inside gets changed, I reap the benefits of that. Mm -hmm. But not only I, but man, my wife, my children, my friends, my brothers and sisters, everyone around me reaps the benefits of when the man on the inside gets changed. Yeah. So I'm all the time going, God change me. So if change ain't happening in your life, mm -hmm. and I can look at your life and go, Brother, there ain't no change been happening for a while. I'm questioning how close you are with Jesus Christ. Because yeah. you cannot get that close to him and not want to be more like him. And the more like him you want to become, the more change is going to come to you. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So change has to be happening. If you're a born-again follower of Jesus Christ, change is going to happen. Yeah. That's the point where you say, look, I'm going to drag you on it, but I will fulfill this one. <laughs> I will bring the change. <laughs> you know, I will come form you. You know? Uh, Better to do it peaceably than to be drugged doing it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's no use looking to the to the outside, you know. When when God called Israel to conquer the land, the promised land, He had His perfect justice aligned with the destruction of those people. We don't have to understand it to if we believe that God is good and we know that He's just. You know, never He had make His mistakes. perfect justice aligned with that. They didn't do it. Some of those people lived on. Then you get down to Saul, and he's a king, and what do I do? Oh, you know what? There was this, they were supposed to have destroyed all these people. I'm going to go get my army and go and destroy it. And then there was, a, there was the, um, that, that sin brought a curse on the land. Right. But and, that's because he broke that peace treaty yeah. that they made with him, even though they got tricked into it. And then David had to, okay, you got to give them these, Descendants. Give them these that descendants. shows you right in there. Your sin does not just affect you. <laughs> it affects everybody around you. Yeah. You know, and generations following after you. But that's this other side of the corner. What we were just saying is that when I get changed, everybody around me benefits yeah. from the change. Yeah, it passes along. But we can't look at the society around us and say, okay, all those guys got to change so that I can, so that we can live in, in a good no, Christian no. world. When you do I that change, right in the middle of them. Yeah. Keep going, sorry. Right. No, it's exactly that. When I change, <laughs> like you said, it changes the atmosphere around me. It brings that opening for God's word to be spoken into a place that was darkness. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the, the only way that God ever works changes by working on individual hearts. He's never had, he's never, God never invented a machine. He never started mass production because that's not the right. way he works. It's one heart and another heart. It's always relationship. 
The only time you get mass production is when them ladies have five babies at one time. But other than that, it's <laughs> one at a time, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he made some of those critters that, that reproduce pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> get them rabbits and whatever else, you know? <laughs> We'll mess them. Well, I saw something the other day, like that sharks, when the sharks give birth, they give, I thought, you know, they birth one shark. But no, they can give birth to like 9, 10, 11 of them at oh, one time. Like, ooh, no kidding. Those uh, alligators, they got a bunch of eggs there. There you go, there's another mass production. Okay. So, take that, Henry Ford, you weren't the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the you know, it was for freedom that Christ died, for your freedom and mine. Mm-hmm. It was because we were. <clears throat> it was freedom from the deception, freedom from the lie. He gave us the ability to recognize the lie, so that we could reject that lie and receive the life. You know, receive the freedom, receive the blessings, and all the way back to the Christian principles that the nation was founded on. Yeah. And even though there's people trying to reject those principles now. And there's people, you know, they've been trying to do it from day one, trying to get rid of it, <clears throat> you know. But there's still the 7,000 who have about the knee mm-hmm. that keeps those principles alive in this nation. Yeah. You know, God, look, at was it Abe told God, God, look, would you wipe out the, with the righteous, with the wicked? If you any bargains with him all the way down to 10, mm-hmm. I think it was, you know. Would you save Sodom and Gomorrah for 10? God, like, boy. You're dumber than a sack of wet mice, but I like you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, I, I'll save them for 10. But there wasn't 10 in the place. You know what I'm saying? And those that was his neighbor. You know, he had to have been feeling the effects of that sin. It was affecting him as well as his brother-in-law or his, his nephew. nephew. Yeah. But he knew his place. God said, you're the father of nations. And the next thing he reveals to him what he's going to do is like, I got to step into the place that God just said I was. And that was that was what God loved about Abraham, that he kept stepping into what God said he was. You're the father of nation. I don't have any kids, but I'm going to step into this role. I'm going to intercede for this city, which at that time, you know, city-state, it was its own nation, basically. Yeah. So he started interceding for the nation. <laughs> yeah. And later, you know, he, he out of one, Isaac. Now you got that other boy, Ishmael, but you know, he winds up making a whole bunch of other nations. I always think about this, dude, look, you know, because when, when Abe went and did that with, with Hagar and he got Ishmael, and Hagar's, Hagar was an Egyptian woman, so that means Ishmael is half Egyptian and half Chaldean, because that's what Abraham was at the, at the you know. And, uh, and then it says Ishmael's mom went and got him an Egyptian wife. Right, and all that came after that. But you know, I think about like Abraham. You know, when when up to the point where Sarah and Abraham, they don't know which one is infertile. They don't know. They just know all they know is we ain't been able to make a baby. And it, you know, wasn't for lack of trying. We tried, but it just didn't work. And when when Sarah goes, you know, Abe, why don't you go on in there with my maid servant, and maybe God will give me a son through that. You know, if Abraham would have, because once Abraham went and did that. Sarah knew she was the problem. Mm. She knew she was the infertile one then. That was rough for a woman in those days. You know what I'm saying? So, But if Abraham would have said, Sarah, baby, I don't need no servant lady. You the one who God said the promise come through. You the only baby, you're the only one I need, baby. You the one. 
I don't need this other girl. Sarah might she might have got pregnant that night because she didn't have to get back with your bad old self. Come on over here, you fine hunk old man. Let's go in the tent, you know? Because <laughs> then she would have known, whoo, he don't need no other one. I'm the one, you know? See? And then there would have never come that division, you know? Mm-hmm. But God God works in spite of our mistakes, you know? Yeah. He works straight He works straight through them, you know? Um. Sometimes, you know, women are a lot like God like that way. When when you let them know that they're the only one and you don't need no other, they get all excited. I think God the same way, you know. God, what's that song? There's that song, Graves in the Gardens. Nothing is like you. When we tell God, God, there's, there's nothing like you, man. There's no other. I don't need no other. Don't want no other. You're the only one. I know that you alone hold the words of life. You're the one I want to follow. You're the one I want to stick with. I think God gets excited. Oh, man, I just love when he does that, you know? Let me get down there and hang out with that boy, you know? Yeah, that's the whole history of humanity is this revelation of this God, but he's invisible. He's beyond us. We can't reach out to him. We can't control him. We have to simply, we have to surrender even to approach him. And it's like, well, you know what? This is a cool thing. What if I, I do these actions and pray to this thing and do these? Then I'll feel like I am controlling my life. Nowadays, it's, well, what if I, I buy into the American dream and I'll go get a job and I'll save up and I'll go to college and I'll buy my house and I'll have my bank account and then I'll feel like I'm secure and in control of my situation. But everything that we do, putting ourselves in control of our situation is our, putting ourselves in opposition to God. You're not in control. I'm in control. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that was good. That's the very first thing I heard the voice say from this healing. You think you're in control, but I tell you I am. Yeah. You know, and I have learned since then a lot, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Every now and then he's got to remind me, and I got to back up and say, oh, yes, sir, I forgot. You're in control. You know, all you got to do is look at the weather every day. You know, you go and put Channel 2 and listen to Jackie Purcell, you know. But then you look at how many... Jackie always puts the sunshine in there somewhere. You know, oh, well, sunshine on Saturday. Saturday come. Well, maybe it'll come on Monday, you know. Yeah. She, she was trying to make you feel a little bit happy because yeah. if she told you the whole weather, okay, man, y'all are going to be soggy this summer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You, every day you get up, you got to realize, you know what? I'm not in control, God. I can't make it stop raining. I can't make that sunshine come out. You know, you know there's so many things you could try to I'll you take can, the rain over that Canada Canadian uh, smoke. There you go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you notice what, in reality, then it comes out what you just, yeah, you know what? I surrender, God. I surrender to your control. And when you surrender, this takes us right back to the beginning. When you surrender to God's control, you get to walk in the, the, the freedom of Christ. You get to walk in the freedom and the liberty of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the freedom and the liberty of the will of God, knowing that he ain't doing stuff just to stop you from doing it. He's doing so he can bless. Yeah. Because his heart is to bless. I think that's back to the big old bunch of grapes. I wanted to bless them, he, them you know, them tights, all them guys in tights over there, <laughs> hit tights and other tights and, other, you know, all the Canaan tights and, 
And he said, I wanted to bless them, but they kept rejecting it and rejecting yeah. it and gave me no choice. You know, I, was, I like to say this. People say, well, you can either accept or, re or reject Jesus Christ. I say no. There is only acceptance of Christ. You either accept him as Savior and Redeemer or you accept him as judge. But you will accept him one way or another. There's a path, you know, it says every knee will bow. Mm -hmm. and every tongue confess. I don't think that means languages at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean every cotton-picking tongue and every mouth at that moment will confess. They will bow. Every knee will bow in the name, at the name, and to the name. Mm -hmm. And they will all confess at that moment. So then at that moment, guess what? Nobody gets to reject him at that moment. The other neat thing about that, if it is saying every tongue, every language, every language that has ever been spoken throughout human history, and those that have gone extinct nowadays, mm -hmm. will be heard that day. <laughs> That'll be an interesting time to be alive, to be there at that moment going, wow, listen to that. Y'all yeah. thought that, you thought the, char the crazy Maddox and the, auto the charismatics and the automatics all out there speaking in tongues, y'all didn't know nothing, you know, because <laughs> it's gonna sound like, <laughs> yeah, you know? But it's music in God's ears. You take something, uh just from what you said earlier, I don't remember right before getting <laughs> that part. But you take something simple like grumbling, and, and and why would God judge the Israelites so harshly for grumbling and complaining? But you take, you know, how many, 500 years of science, and they finally discovered that, hey, having a positive attitude actually makes your day better. You know? And God's been saying it from the beginning, you know, rejoice in the Lord always, that... There, there's a real impact when you make a choice to align with God's righteousness. This is the way I made the world. This is the, the way the things work. Trust me, you'll do better to, to follow this. And they try to practice it, you know, mind, okay, thankful. Well, uh, let me ask you, there's a passage, I don't know exactly where Paul said somewhere, he said, if it ain't done in faith, then it's in. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Can you grumble in faith? <laughs> can you can you backbite to talk about negatively somebody else and be in faith? I don't think you can. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you might as well turn around and do what you say. Let's find a way to change my focus here. So I'm like, you know, wow, man, I'm going to live by that. I used to have a sign in my house that said, no winos allowed. W-H-I-N-O, you know? Because <laughs> I don't want to hear no whining. Because, yeah, man, if you, and it, it'll drag you down. You yeah. get around somebody like that, boy, it'll just drag you down. You know, and you got to do something. And you know what's funny to me is you get around somebody like that, no matter how hard you try to pull them up, it don't work. Well, you, you survived that church split, right, when groups started talking and... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. They, you know, it's funny, too. They, uh, it all started, you know, like your dad says, that Barack Obama and people got all upset over this guy getting elected. You know, well, you can't... If he got elected, it's because God allowed him to be elected. God appoints <laughs> leaders and God tears them down. You know, and, and, and the way you can say, look, God gave you a... Ch look, man, to whom much is given, much is required. So if you've been given the position of President of the United States of America, ain't you been given much? Ooh, boy, then there's much required of you. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, what are you going to do when you get there? You bowed your knee and your tongue confesses, you know, at the name and to the name and in the name. And then he goes, all right, boy, what'd you do with what I gave you? Did you point them to me? 
Did you draw them closer to me, or did you turn them away? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, uh, 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 you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was a huge disappointing time, especially for Alaskans, because there was a Sarah Palin thing, and everybody's like, oh, yeah. yeah. But what do you do in the disappointment? When you come to the, to the river and the chariots are behind you, what are you doing, Moses? You brought us out here to die. It's like, didn't you see the plagues? Didn't you see all of this happening that God is is bringing something about? You think that he brought you this far just to, but they're they're they only looked as far as the material things. They only saw the problem. They only focused on the negative. They didn't see that there was a pillar of fire and a cloud of smoke that was keeping that Egyptian army at bay. <laughs> you know? And and, and and they didn't realize if you, you and I get the benefit of reading the book because it says God led them there to that place. Yeah. You know, what general leads his army to a position where they have no retreat? <laughs> you know, but when God, there's always a, there, there was a way out, you know, and that's when God said, hey, you know, God, Mo was up there going, God, um, showing up looking bad on you, sir, right now, I'm going to tell you, because there's a whole mess of Egyptians over there, and, and I appreciate the fire and the smoke and all, but we ain't got nowhere to go, and God's like, boy, what's that you got in your hand? He goes, um... I got a stick. <laughs> God, God says, hold out your stick, boy, because I'm about to... You thought I showed you some cool stuff back there in Egypt? I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to show you a side of me you ain't never saw before. I'm going to show you a way out when you can't see no way out because, see, there's a physical realm and a spiritual realm, and when I move in the spirit, the physical has to move too, mm-hmm. you know? And then God blows and parts the sea, and Moses turns around and it looked like he knew all the time. I told you all he'd do something, boy. <laughs> get on down in there, boy. <laughs> Mo head down in there, boy. They get on across, get to the other side. This one gets me. You know, Pharaoh tells his army, go down in there and, and chase after him. <laughs> and I'm the sergeant. I'm like, look at here, boss. <laughs> we need to think this through. <laughs> I done grew up in Egypt, and them guys we had didn't do none of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But them poor slobs had to go down in there, and that said God started messing with the wheels, causing them to get stuck in the mud. Now, I'm starting to go, wait a minute, because it said the Jews walked on dry ground. And you know when you're driving down the road, you can see dry pavement here and up there it's raining, you know? <laughs> Them guys had to be going, wait a minute, this is getting mud, and that's dry over there. Something's leaking. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, they, and they didn't get a chance to get out because God said, oh, no. You know? Or you, you look at uh, Moses and his, his staff and all the things that God did to it. One time, Moses grabs it. Do I have to make water for you? And he smacks it. And it came out. It worked just like he said. But one time he's, I'm going to use this myself. I'm going to do something with it. He was like, no. That's, that's the end. That's it. You know, that's the difference between Mo using the stick and God using the yeah. stick. And the, our spiritual gifts, you know, we, we're, we are fortunate not to be in that high position of leadership that Moses had been put. Mm -hmm. But when we are using our gift to glorify ourselves, aren't we putting ourselves under the same judgment that Moses was putting? You're using a stick. (laughs) I I was listening to a guy on the way here talking about Peter and and John and a guy in a silver and gold that we don't got, but what we do got, we give to you. And it says this guy clung to them, and all the people ran to them, and Peter's like, like, why y'all coming at us looking like we did something here? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, I, and he goes, this was all done by the Jesus whom you crucified. You know, and then I started thinking, well, you know, yeah, that was really cool that Peter didn't go, yeah, yeah, this is our healing ministry. <laughs> you know, come see us on Wednesday. We'll have a special <laughs> meeting. We'll pass the plate around and on the way out, check the book table, you know, and, and, and not that I don't, maybe God does use those people. I'm not saying that he don't. I'm just saying they didn't take no credit. See, and if you ain't taking no credit, then you can't take no blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? He's like, look, right. God did this, man. 